But I want to talk about being positioned with purpose. Uh, and, um, you know, there's, uh, I think it's what we get challenged with the most. And that's kind of why we have to, we, we have to become very secure in our position in order to have our purpose. And, um, and, and we have a very significant purpose in the day that we live in right now. And um, it, it, for, the, for us to be able to take our place, uh, it's kind of, I, I think about it kind of like a, um, like a, a policeman, especially one maybe that's like brand new. <laughs> uh, they have all the gear, they have the uniform, but they really don't know who they are. So when they try to tell somebody what to do, they're really not even sure if they know they're saying it right or anything else. And they're just kind of insecure in who they are. So it doesn't matter. The position doesn't matter if you don't know, if you're not uh, aware of it, you're not uh, living it. So um, so I've got quite a few passages I want to go through here. And I just kind of want to, sometimes, you know, uh, one verse in, a, in it needs to, to be in its context in order for us to get what we need out of it. And um, because, again, because of the need for us to be secure in who we are, it's going to be the one of the things that are challenged the most. Um, uh, and again, you know, I think we've talked about recently trash talking, you know, <laughs> why if, if you can get somebody to start doubting themselves um, on the basketball court, I mean, you see this all the, all the time in sports. If they can begin to doubt themselves, I mean, golf is that way big time too, I'm sure. It, it's, such a, it's such a mind thing. And as soon as you can doubt yourself, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was watching a little bit of it last night. And they keep talking about uh, uh, some of these young guys and, and how they, they make a shot. And they kept saying it, it builds their confidence. And it's like, what difference that, does that make? They're great. Why do they need confidence? Because confidence gives you a perspective of who you are that enables you to actually be who you are. And without that confidence... You're, you're disabled from, from doing what, what you're actually supposed to do. And it doesn't matter. You can be the, uh, these guys, you can see as soon as they start to doubt themselves, um, they miss one shot and it becomes a problem for them. And they tell them to keep shooting because <laughs> until you get that shot back, you know, you're, you're going to have to keep doing it. It's like we were saying on Sunday, I believe that, that um, we're walking in the light for a purpose right now. And I, I see, you know, um, we went to a thing last night. Um, uh, they're, they're, they're opening up a pregnancy center, trying to figure out what they're going to call it, I guess, so it is more inclusive. But, um, um, and it's very God-based and very faith-based and everything. So it's, it's really encouraging. I was really encouraged by um, the leadership and, and what they're doing. But I'm just seeing it... it as an opportunity, and the way they presented it was it's an opportunity to be a light in this community. And um, I just see that, you know, sometimes we got to get our own stuff out of the way and say, God, and, and this is how I want to be in anything that, you know, God leads us to is, is because um, sometimes I withdraw from stuff because I don't see myself as capable of certain things. And, and, um, and, 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 <laughs> And maybe not wanting to. Sometimes we don't want to, you know. It's like, well, that's not my thing, you know. It's like, and, and, and really, it's not about us. It's about us just fulfilling what we've been given to do and, and taking us out of the picture. Um, so the enemy wants to challenge us in that regard. I'm just going to go through Colossians here first. <clears throat> because, man, so much, of the, so much of what Paul's revelation is, is, is who we are. We're already secured in Christ. But, but this requires a continual revelation because it has a continual uh, opposition, right? And, and it's very necessary for us, in order for us to be, uh, be, be taking our, our place as the authoritarians <laughs> in the kingdom or you know, in the world today, because that's who we are. We're in authority. And I know that word isn't really very good <laughs> in the light of everything else that's going on right now. But, but, um, but that's who we are actually supposed to be. And, and if we don't know who we are, we'll be reticent. We'll be, uh, 
we'll be intimidated by stuff that comes our way, right? So let's just let's look at this and see what, what Paul is, is describing here because even in, even in our encounter with, with Jesus, and man, this song was so good that we just sang because it goes right along with this. I, I love what we have in Christ. Has nothing to do with what I can naturally do. It doesn't, has, has nothing to do with what I'm able to get myself to do. I don't have to meet any requirements. I just have to know Jesus. Nothing else. Nothing else. Now, all the other stuff will come in line, but it will come from him. It won't come from anywhere else. It's not a religious thing. So, uh, so it, it's, it's liberating because now I'm no, no longer liberated by what I can or can't do. You know? Isn't that wonderful? Because I have a lot of issues with that. I wish I could do a whole lot of things a whole lot better. It's like, and anytime Satan's having his way, you know, more than he should, and I won't even say that, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's because I don't, I don't see myself as capable in some way. And so what's wonderful about what, what we have in the kingdom is, is Jesus came to completely remove any of that. Sin, inability is, is removed as a, as a re- requirement, and all we need is to know Jesus. Amen? And we have it. But, but, but amen? <laughs> but if you're like me, it's like, help me to, to realize just how precious that is. Amen? And to know, to know him not as a person. You know, my wife and I, we're still getting to know each other. Low after these many, many moons. <laughs> and she thinks she knows everything about me, but she doesn't. <laughs> yeah, don't ask her about that, okay? <laughs> but you know, I, I've been knowing Jesus since I was a, a, a little child. Longer than you. And... And I'm still desperate to, to, to take him into my every moment, you know? Uh, Hayden was telling us about a guy that he's working with, and, and he's, a, he's a friend of his. And Hayden is very, very relational. He, he's very, you know, and um, uh, so when he pours himself into somebody, he, he, he's, he's, he becomes vulnerable to rejection, even though somebody might not mean, be meaning to. And he was telling me about this, and he said, you know, I did all this kind of stuff, and then I just wanted him to come hang out with us. And he came up with some lame excuse. And, you know, uh, I could probably go into more detail with that to help it be more understandable. But I was thinking about that with God, because you know what, how much, how much especially Jesus, because uh, Jesus' perspective of of being with us is like all the time. <laughs> and we come up with lame excuses. Uh, no, I want to, I want to, and, and the reason why um, things in our flesh are a problem is because they're kind of like that guy telling, giving Hayden a lame excuse. You know, when we choose to do something that's, that's not compatible with Jesus, what we're doing is we're choosing to give him a lame excuse why we don't want to be with him during that time. Because you can't be with him and do certain things. I love this, this perspective of holiness because it's not about you being a bad person because you did something. No, you just chose not to be with Jesus. It's a relational thing, and that's what's so wonderful about it. It's not a condemnation thing. It's an opportunity thing. To have a friend that's better than anybody else in your life you know what I mean? So that's what we have. And so this is kind of what it's talking about in Colossians 2 here. This is what I have asked of God for you, that you will be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love and that you will have the rich experience of knowing Christ with real certainty and clear understanding. Isn't that something? So Paul is passionate about this. He, he said, this is where it's at. It's about knowing Christ, just knowing him. Now, again, there will be a lot that's included in that. Well, let's just keep going, okay? 
For Christ's secret plan, now at last made known, is Christ himself. You know, so much of religion, so much of, and this is, this, I've seen this with Bible school. People go to Bible school and they want to learn how to teach like the teacher, you know, twiddle their thumbs like Brother Hagin. And, and, and you know, and, and it becomes, you know, a, 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 about the image and about how much you know and whether you, you know, there was one guy, and, and, it's, and it's important, you know, and that's one of the things that I really wish I could do better. It's kind of like your dad. I wish I could just, you know, know every reference and, and be able to, and there was a guy, uh, there, there's one one guy that came out of Rhema that, I mean, he would do that. His whole thing was just memorized verses. I mean, just one after another. You're going, wow, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it, that's, that's not knowing Jesus itself. You know what I mean? I mean, it, 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 it you're, you're going to have to be passionate about what he said, but, but that doesn't replace him. You have to know him. Amen? And so that's why Paul's excited about this. He says, and, and, and that's what happened with, with Paul on the horse, you know. It's, it's like he ran into Jesus. Not just information. He ran into Jesus. Okay, let's keep going. For God's secret plan, now at last made known, is Christ himself. In him lie all hidden, or lie hidden all the mighty untapped treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Isn't that interesting? So you can study all this stuff and you can have all this information. But you're not going to actually understand it unless you have this all the time. Jesus knowing him. Amen. So it becomes it becomes a, a, a way of life, a walking in the light, a, a re very real thing. So. Uh, I think I talked about this in one of my comments on the on the reading. Everybody reading, reading the daily scripture. Um, uh, yeah, I, you know, on my YouTube channel, they they put up these other things all the time, and, and one of them was, it, it's actually this guy that does witnessing, and um, it was it was Elon Musk, and somebody was inter, uh, interviewing him, and it was a a religious group that was interviewing him, and at the end of it, they said, uh, would you like to receive Christ? And I mean, he kind of batted his eyes a little bit, you know, and, and, um, and he said, well, I believe, I believe a lot of good things that Jesus said. And, um, you know, he said about forgiving people and, and loving people and all, he says, those are very, very good things. And they said, but would you like to receive him as your savior. It was, this guy was actually given this as a bad example of how to do this. <laughs> and, and Elon's response was, well, you know, if Jesus is saving some people, I'm not gonna oppose him. I'll let him save me. <laughs> they said, oh, good, we got him. Isn't that bad? So basically, this guy's actually given an example of how, and he'll go out on the street and do this. I forget what his name is. He's from Australia, I think. Have you heard him? Yeah. Um, anyway, it's not enough to have the, the, the most intelligent brain and know what Jesus said. Because I know some other things that Jesus said that everybody's not going to be in favor of if you, don't, if you don't know him. You know, he said, there's going to be some weeping and gnashing of teeth that's going to happen with you. And it doesn't matter if you're Elon Musk, you're going to perish without, not the information about Jesus, about him. And, and, but, but you start, you, you get the, you get a relationship with him. You start hanging out with him and what you get to know is much more important than Elon Musk has ever touched. You know, that's what this is saying, right? Untapped treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now this needs to become something that we become secure in. That my relationship in, with Jesus is giving me something that I can have confidence. Because one of the biggest things the enemy want, comes against us with is what we don't know. If we're insecure about something, you know, well what about this? Well what about this? And we be, Any kind of insecurity is not what we got in Christ. Any kind of, of feeling timid or less than is not what we have in Christ. And it needs to be eradicated. That's right. 
for us to fulfill our purpose. Because any timidity disables authority. Okay. I am saying this because I'm afraid that someone may fool you with smooth talk. Anytime it gets into the realm of what we're doing or not doing, right? For though I am far away from you, my heart is with you. Happy because you are getting along so well. Happy because of your strong faith in Christ. You know, one of the main things is anytime there's strife, every other evil work will abound. Why? Because what strife does is it goes right to the, right to the accusation. Who is the, the devil is what? He's the accuser of the brethren. That's where strife starts, right? Well, what a, an accuser does is they challenge your security, right? They come against you and they say something's wrong with you, right? That's what, that's what strife is all about, finding out what's wrong with somebody. And the, the, the problem with finding out what, what is wrong with somebody else opens up the door to what's wrong with you, <laughs> And, and the person that's getting hurt the most with insecurity is the one that's doing the accu uh, accusing. Okay, anyway. So, um, and now just as you trusted Christ to save you, trust him too for each day's problems. Live in vital union with him. I believe, um, I believe the King James says, as you receive Christ, so walk in him. Kind of goes, goes with... Uh, Walking in the in the light that, man, it's so important to be able to walk in that, to live in it. How did we receive him? Totally unworthy. Totally, totally in need of a savior. And he's saying, the same way you received him, continue to walk. Completely free of your own qualities or your own, you know, abilities, just grateful that he receives you with wide open arms. Amen? Isn't that good? All right, let's keep going. Let your roots grow down into him and draw up nourishment from him. Don't you like all this? This has nothing to do with any do's or don'ts. It's just him. It's just him and nothing else. Oh, we got to sing that again. See that you go on growing in the Lord and become strong and vigorous in the truth you were taught. Let your lives overflow with joy and thanksgiving for what? Is it all he's going to do? It's all he's already done. What does that do? That, that thanks, What thanksgiving does is it puts you in a position of security. Thanksgiving implies that you already have it. Thanksgiving says, I am secure in who I am already. Amen. And what does that do? That gives you overflowing joy, which is where your strength comes from, right? All right, let's keep going. Don't let others spoil your faith and joy with their philosophies, their wrong and shallow answers built on men's thoughts and ideas instead of on what Christ has said. For in Christ there is all of God in a human body. So you have everything when you have Christ. And you are filled with God through your union with Christ. He is the highest ruler with authority over every other power. Now, this is where we got to. This is now our position in him. We'll establish that. It says he's the highest ruler. He has authority over every other power. So when we get into him, we're getting positioned in him for a purpose. Amen. I heard a, um, uh, just, just what I'm seeing in this is something that the enemy wants to get us into. And I just encourage us with our, with our fellowship. Is what the, what the enemy wants to do is get us to saying what we think about things. Or what we feel about things. And it's a very natural thing to do. We get used to doing it. It just comes out of us. You know, you poke somebody and something comes out, you know. I'm, I've, I've learned a very valuable and very precious skill. You can't tickle me. Best way to not get tickled? Present the illusion that you're not tickled. That <laughs> 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 I'm not ticklish. <laughs> So the kids have tried to tickle me, and I just, 
takes away all the fun. My dad and Hayden, especially, on the other hand, they're liable to get backhanded if you, <laughs> if you poke him in the right in the side or something. That's the thing. I've, I've really gotten good because, I mean, you can even sneak up on me, you know, and I'm, I'm just really good. <laughs> how, how did I get over into that? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, our feelings. You know what? Christ has come to remove our ticklish. You know what I mean? To where we're, we're, we're not even faking anymore. It's, it's like, you know, you just, there, he removes all the poke spots, you know, where you can't, there's no triggers anymore, you know? It's like, there's no buttons. Yeah. I lost all, I lost all my buttons, you know, <laughs> in Christ. But, so, uh, but, but it's, it's very important because what, what our flesh likes to do is say what we think and somebody to go, oh, that's good. You know what I mean? It's very natural. In fact, there's some people that are part of our group, you know, that all the time they, they come up and they, they, they make an expression of how they're blessed by me personally. And I'm thinking every and every single time I divert it and I say, you know what? It's it's the word of God. If there's anything that's helping you, it's the word of God. You know, man, if you really knew me, you know, <laughs> no, but but really, what 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 is? And, and then on the other hand, I'm going to say, but I have the word of God, and don't you get in my way, right? But. Don't make it like it was me. Amen? Because that's very dangerous. So there was a, there was a guy we, we met at the last thing we went to in Alexandria, and, and he posted something on Facebook this morning. And it was a really interesting story about when, I think it was when he first got saved, that uh, he, he prayed for somebody, and they got miraculously healed. And immediately he started having these hearing voices and, and seeing visions. And it was, a, it was like demonic activity. And so he, he went to this, this minister that prayed for him and said that he had demons. And so he, had, he said, okay, well, pray for me. And so he prayed for him and, and nothing changed. And, and so he, he, a couple of weeks later, he went back to him again. And he said, nothing's changed. And he, and he got the revelation. He said that, that if, if, if God didn't say it, it doesn't matter who else says it. And God doesn't say that you have demons inside of you if you're born again. And so don't take what anybody else thinks about anything. If God doesn't say it, and he said, and then I went to Raymond and I found out, you know what? If the word doesn't say it, we're not going with it. Right. And it really doesn't, and, and I've said this before in here, um, and, and, it's, and, and, and it could sound kind of rude, but I really don't care what you think about anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? If it doesn't coincide with what God says. I don't want to just, ban I just don't want to throw around what I feel about this or what I feel about that. That's the only thing that's a little bit, a little bit we have to be careful with even in our small groups that we're not just expressing how we feel and stuff, you know? Is that okay? <laughs> right? Because <laughs> the past is not the, is not the big deal. And this is partly what I'm looking at when, when I'm seeing this. And we were kind of getting into that somewhat with our men's thing. And, and it's like I had to get away from that some. Talking about the past too much. Because you know what? My past is the cross. And Jesus came to remove the power of the past. I don't want to just go digging up a bunch of old corpses and trying to figure out what their identity was so I can find out what my identity is. And No, the only corpse <laughs> that I want to know about is the one that rose from the grave, you know, that I rose with. And, and the best way to get over something that was a problem in the past is to see who we are now. And to become very secure in that. Amen? 
Because th- that's the way the world always wants to do it. it. You know, I had to take psychology in college. I thought, why do you want to go back and just analyze everything? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I never could quite figure out how that was a solution. You know, and maybe it is to some degree. I don't know. But, but I, I tell you, I feel a whole lot better when, I, when I'm not trying to find out what's wrong with me. When I find out what's already been established that's right in me. Amen? <laughs> okay. And, and, and so it becomes very necessary because this is where we're positioned in Christ. It's not a small thing. And we have to be very careful. And, and we, can use our, we can use our emotions as meters. You know? How, what am I feeling like today? Uh, it's just such a... I'm just having a rough time today, you know? And, <laughs> and we even have to be careful that even when, a, when it comes to ministry, and this is something that I've learned in ministry, is, is you know what? If there's anything that comes out, I, I'm, I'm going to present myself, even right now, I, I'm presenting myself as a, as a messenger. <laughs> and so if there's something with the good comes out, God gets all the glory. Amen? And if there's something that's me that comes out, I'm not going to carry it either because I was just, I'm just here to be an obedient servant. Amen? So my gratification doesn't even come from ministry. It's got to come from Jesus. Amen? (laughs) All right, let's keep going. I've actually got quite a bit more. We got 15 minutes. All right. So there's an ongoing conflict, our true position versus perspectives, Colossians 2, 18. Let no one cheat you out of what? Your reward. Now, I want to just go back real quick, because he is the highest ruler with authority over every other power. And this becomes critical in our life, because we have, if there's anything that's challenging us in health, in in wealth, because I really believe God wants us to be more wealthy than we are. Amen? I believe there's a, there's a wisdom to gain wealth that comes from him. And the enemy wants us to be poor. God's going to get glory. He's not going to get glory when we're deprived of things, you know. <laughs> you can't be able... Otherwise, God really messed up with David and Solomon, you know. For some reason, they just didn't give him any glory at all. Um, uh but this last phrase of he is the highest ruler with authority over every other power becomes very critical in this because if there's anything that's trying to steal from us in one way or another, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy in a lot of different areas of our life, it's because he's been given authority to do so. He hasn't just taken it, he's been given it. He's been given authority that we already have. Now, I'm just getting ahead of myself, but let's go ahead and look at this, okay? So the, the conflict is our our. Our true position versus a perspective. Let no one cheat you out of your reward. So what your reward is, is being in authority. And again, I'm ahead of myself a little bit, but the reward is being in Christ, being with him over these things. You know, so, so much of the time, we, we want to just come and receive from God. <laughs> and really, the reward in Christ is being with him, not just receiving from him. Does that make sense? He's, he's positioned us to, well, let me get, ah, there's so much more here, but anyway, let me just keep going. Let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in false humility and worship of angels, introduce, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. This is going into just what you think about stuff, even, even spiritual things, Right? And not holding fast to the head from whom all the body nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments grows with the increase that is from God. Therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world, why as though living in the world do you subject yourselves to regulations? You came to him with nothing and now you're trying to define him with things. Right? Do not touch, do not taste, do not handle, which all concern things which perish with the use according to the commandments and doctrines of men. And, and what, what every time there's a do and a don't, there becomes a potential for condemnation because it becomes about that. And so now you're, you're continually in a position of being intimidated by a do or a don't that you're either capable. And we can't. 
We can't fulfill them in our flesh. So as long as we're in the realm of that and we're listening to what somebody thinks about you should do, shouldn't do. Now, it's not that God wants it, can, says everything's okay. It's just this, and we'll get to that, okay. <laughs> These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom in self-imposed religion, false humility, and, the, and neglect of the body, but are of no value against the indulgence of the flesh. Man, this is something that I saw, and I thought, you know what? There is a value in being against the indulgence of the flesh. But it says the preaching against the things, the getting into the realm that has nothing to do with relationship doesn't resolve the issue. It doesn't go on and say this, but it says that has no value. But where does it say there is a value? in the previous thing we were looking at, right? Knowing Christ. It's like what we're talking about on Sunday. If you walk in the light, as he is in the light, what does it do? It opens up fellowship with each other, and you're cleansed, and you don't walk according to the flesh anymore. And it comes from relationship. And, and not anybody's thoughts about anything. Now, there's a lot of consequences that you can see, that you can observe. If you do this thing, it's going to cause a problem. I mean, we've got stuff going on in, in, in the ministry, in, in large ministries right now. And I won't talk about them in particular, but they opened up the door to certain behaviors that have consequences. And you're going to have those that they would have never had if their reliance would have been upon a relationship and not a deciding if something's okay. Right? Oh, grace just covers everything. Well, there's a consequence if you do certain things in this life. God might forgive you of something. But there's a consequence for certain things that you would have never gone there if you would have had a humble relationship with the one that came to redeem you from that stuff. There's a reason why God doesn't like that stuff. It's not because of, of it. So you can't preach against it. You have to preach against being away from him. Amen? All right, are we good? So there's a secured position, and, and this is, this is what, what's happened in Ephesians. And we're familiar with this. I think we talked about this recently. But so, so what we have in him is a relationship that has nothing to do with, with what somebody thinks about stuff. Amen? And that's why just a good sermon is not what I want to hear. I don't want to hear just a bunch of stories about what somebody thinks about stuff. Amen? And I'm not, I'm not talking about anybody in particular, myself included, okay? But Ephesians 1, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual, has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, where? In Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Man, there's a lot right there, but... How are you holy and without blame before him? Just like you don't speed in front of the policeman. You might not even jaywalk in front of the policeman. There might be a lot of things that you might do otherwise that you don't do in front of the policeman. And they would all be for your good. But for some reason, you choose to not do them as long as you're not before the policeman. All right, that was kind of a good correlation, I guess. But <laughs> there's probably a lot of stuff I wouldn't do before my dad. You know, <laughs> That's probably a good thing. Now, <laughs> but how are we fulfilled in our position in Christ remaining before him? Remaining in with this with this consciousness of his his eyes on us all the time, amen. And the, the interesting about that it doesn't make you less secure; it makes you more secure, amen. Because when we have confidence towards God, we have faith towards God, amen. Actually, this is good, isn't it? All right. 
Uh, that's why he chose us, was for this purpose. <laughs> Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us, what? Accepted in the beloved. This is such a wonderful position to be accepted, to be chosen. Don't you like this? Again and again, he says, predestined, chosen. And some people have come up with a doctrine that only some people are chosen and only some people are predestined. I choose to believe that Jesus died for everybody. He predestined for all of us. It, it's, it's like love predestines what we're going to, your position towards somebody, whether they ever choose you or not. This is God's position towards us, that we've been position there but he doesn't just say I just want to put them up on the mantle so they can just be there he has a reason for them to be there amen when you get in the right position it's going to be for a purpose so let me let me keep going here y'all good <clears throat> in need of matured revelation of that position though so here uh, you go down a few uh, verses so it says that we were, we were predestined to be in him, to be before him. And in this first uh, chapter here, it, it says what there needs to be a revelation of who he is. So when we're knowing Christ, he's not just our buddy. He's not just our friend that come, we take him down into, in, in, to do whatever we're going to do anyway. <laughs> right? <laughs> he's a most holy savior. That's seated in the heavenly places, having defeated all the, all the principalities and the powers of darkness. This is who he is. When we're talking to him on a regular basis, this is who he is. He's an amazing being. Amen? Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, that means you've come into a, a faith of him. It's not enough to just say, I, I believe in Jesus. It's not enough to just say, yeah, I went down and, and signed the card. It's not enough to just even, even assume that we're anywhere close to really knowing him now. Because as long as we're, we're, we're having that attitude that, you know, yeah. As soon as we get there, it's like we've lost the, the edge. <laughs> Therefore, I also have a, uh, okay. Do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention you, of you in my prayers. I'm thankful that they've come into a belief in Christ, but there's this understanding that, man, there needs to be a growth. You know, uh, Braden, I'm, I'm teaching him some piano, and um, it's just wonderful to see people's abilities develop, you know? And there's, there's it's amazing. You can't, if you tried to spend all day learning something, it would be much harder than if you just do a little bit every day. But what happens over the process is you develop. <laughs> it takes that time. It takes growth. And I think that's partly why Jesus said, man, you have to become like a child. You have to pretend like you're not, all, uh, you're not fully mature already. You're, you're growing. You need to grow some. Because what happens with a child is if you can get them steadily to do in the process, they will grow in it. And they will, and, and you know, and here's the thing that happens to somebody that's actually grown in it, is you take a virtuoso pianist, and they are desperate to practice every day. Because they will lose it if they don't keep doing it. Okay. My dad always used the example. He said, um, uh, no, that was a different example. But <laughs> I don't know. Some, some, some pianist like that said, you know, uh, if I miss practicing one day, I notice it. If I miss practicing another day, my, my uh, teacher will notice it. If I miss practicing the third day, the audience will know it. Um, it might not be that dramatic, but, but every little, this needs to be so precious to us. Just knowing him. Amen? Okay. All right. That the God of glory of Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit, the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Because it's going to have to be revelation and knowledge. Revelation, you, you get as much 
of it as you do with what you've already got. Does that make sense? <laughs> if you're not doing anything with what you got, you're not going to get any more. It's like brain's going through some piano books. If he doesn't learn this lesson, he doesn't get to go to the next one. Amen? The eyes of your understanding being in line that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So what, where is Christ? And, and, and this whole thing requires revelation. That means I just heard it, but it isn't nearly what it's going to be. For me to live it, I'm going to have to have revelation of that. And it's going to have to come by the Spirit. That's why we've been given the Spirit. What are we going to the Spirit to get? You know, what do we, how, how do we build ourselves up on our most holy faith? We're praying in the Holy Spirit. What are we getting when we're praying in the Holy Spirit? And I, I'm going to encourage us in this. You know, I, I had a prayer time today, and it's like, God, take me to this place of greater revelation of who you are. Make it, make, and, it just, it, and it just becomes like a, a, a well of life coming up. You know, that, but what is that? that that's, that's doing something with what you've got and realizing, wow, it's just... Just barely getting there to some more. Amen? All right. So, and then you go to Ephesians 2, and that, that was a great thing that Paul's praying that we would not just have a verse to look at and say, yeah, I know that, but to say, no, that there's revelation that's coming to us about this, and then to know that because he's there, that we're there too. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you've been saved and raised us up together. This is what we were talking about on Easter, right? And made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. So what is he saying? He's saying he's positioned us in that same position that Christ is in. You have to have the revelation. How do we get revelation of where we're at? We see him there. Amen? It's, it's not enough to just try to see us there. We have to see him there. Are you seeing this? Y'all getting worn out? I'm going through a lot. <laughs> but once we see him there, then we need to see ourselves there in him. And this is so essential. So we've, we've seen that how do we get secure in who we are? We have to know him. We have to become secure in a relationship with him. But it's not enough to just feel buddy-buddies with him down here on the couch. He seated us in heavenly places with him. And where is that? That's above principalities and powers. And everything that would keep us from our reward, he's positioned us with him. Amen? So it's no longer just asking God to take care of problems in our life. He said, I've given you. I've seated you above principalities and powers. So now we look at things differently in our life. Not just at some point they're going to leave me. No, I have authority over them. Okay? So Ephesians 6, 10. So we've, we've been secured with a position for a secured position. <laughs> we've been given a position of security. Uh, actually, you know, uh, I'm a security personnel. <laughs> We're armed security personnel now, right? Right. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Okay, so, you know, you, you can't just go right to this passage and really have an understanding of what you, how you can do this, right? You see? You see in this context how this is important? Amen? For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of, the, of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Every time we have something coming against us, and, and I want to challenge us with this because we're in a world right now that we can feel really disabled in. 
And we've been positioned actually with our nation and with the world to influence it. But we cannot influence it if we're not secure in who we are and where we've been secured and, and seated with him. But once we get secure in that, and can you see how essential this is? Because God uses our prayers. Even, even though, it's like as a policeman, but somebody's speeding by, if he doesn't get out there and turn his siren on and do something about it, you're just going to have chaos and anarchy. That's kind of what happened with uh, you know, Seattle and, and Portland and all these places. What happened? There were policemen, but they didn't do their job. So everything's getting burned down and everything else, and you, know, you can go into the idiocy of all of that, but, but how much idiocy is going on in our life because we're not turning on the siren, you know? How much idiocy is going on in the country right now because we're not doing anything about it? Amen? So this kind of, can you see how essential this is to know this? Because it's not just, you know, sometimes I wonder if we're going to be held accountable for what we didn't do with regard to some of these things. Especially things in maybe our own lives and in, in, in our families. Because we just didn't do anything about it because, and, and, and it's... It, part, part of it's ignorance. You know, there's that scripture that says, my, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And this is some of the knowledge that we need. That's why, that's why Paul's praying for us so adamantly so that there would be revelation with this. Why? Because some things need to be done. There needs to be a position taken so that purpose can be accomplished with it, okay? So let's just finish reading this real quick. If, if you'll notice, there's nothing in the natural that's taking place here. It all has to do with faith. It all has to do with relationship. And I didn't really see this until I was looking at it in this context. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having, your, uh, having girded your waist with what? Truth. Where does that come from? Behold, I am the, the way, the truth, and the life. That's Christ, isn't it? It's got to be a relationship. That's not going to come from sitting around talking to somebody, Right? Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Where does that come from? Christ. Amen. We've been made right in him. Can you see how, how all this is him? And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. What is peace? The removal of separation. It's reconciliation. Right? Where does that come That's Christ. <laughs> Isn't this cool? Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. What is faith? That's believing. That's in Christ. Jesus said, if you believe in me, all things are possible to you if you just believe in me. He said, just, just come to me, all you who, are, who, who labor are in a heavy laden, and I will give you rest. What, what, what are you resting from? Disbelief. <laughs> you know, you come into a place of faith. Isn't this cool? And take the helmet of salvation. What is that? That means my mind is secured that I am in Christ and I am safe in him. Where does that come from? Him. Not just information. It comes from him, doesn't it? And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. That's him. <laughs> right? John, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word became flesh, dwelt among us. Praying always, and, and here's the key. What we're doing, we're, we're, we're all, we're put on, put on the whole armor so that we can do what? So that we can stand against the evil one. And then what do we do? We put all this on and then we go to battle. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Amen? So... We have a part to play, but we don't go just right to the praying part. Amen? Our prayers need to come from a position of faith, and the prayer of faith shall save. Amen? Do you, do you see how there's, there's this necessity? I, I think of, of, of Barney Fife versus a, um, a SEAL team member. You know what I mean? You know, Barney Five can have the uniform and the, and the gun and everything else, and he doesn't know how to find his bullet, you know. Um, 
and, and, and it's like when we were over in, in uh, Africa, um, we, we were staying in this compound uh, right, right next to the lake. And uh, man, where we were in Africa, I mean, they kill missionaries there and stuff. You know, they had these rebellions and stuff, revolutions. When I was there, it, it was Zaire. It's the Congo now because they had a revolution. And um, so their, their Navy was a, a PT boat that was at the, at the port where, where we were on the lake. I think it was one PT boat. And so it was a US PT boat. And so they sent over some soldiers and they stayed in some houses close by us in this, in this uh, uh, compound where we were. And um, they were all Navy seamen. And they were, uh, you know, young guys, probably very healthy, very strong. And they were afraid. Because there weren't very many of them, you know. And it's funny, I was never afraid when I was over there. I was probably just, my mom says where there's no brains, there's no feeling. You know, it's like. <laughs> I probably didn't have enough sense. But I mean, I did all kinds of stuff. And I can't, I can remember not really being afraid too much. We had snakes and all kinds of other stuff. And I just never was afraid. But, um, but they sent a, a Navy SEAL with these guys and he was short and he was wiry and he man he'd go on these long runs and everything and you know what there was a difference between him and the other soldiers he wasn't afraid of anything why because he knew who he was he knew what to do he 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 knew the process of what any, anything that's coming against him he knew how, what to do with it amen what I love about this is we don't have to get discouraged by this thinking that we're not ready right now. If we have Christ, right now we're able. Yeah. Amen? Yes. But, but we have to embrace what we have in him more than anything else. He says, in this world you're going to have many tribulations, but be happy. Because I'm the Navy SEAL. I'm with you. Amen? But you better know the Navy SEAL. You better, uh, you know, when, when he's wanting to hang out, you know, you might want to hang out with the, with the Navy SEAL. 